0: Aloha people of God this is your brother Mike Dillard coming at you live and direct from Honolulu Hawaii welcome to fully submitted with brother Mike hope everything is going well today we are into the new year we're kind of getting there what are we almost halfway through the first month and uh, by now the Lord should probably have let you known uh, some marching orders for this year right most, if not all of you listening, probably already know certain things that the Lord wants you to do this year. Here's the problem. So I'm going to give the problem first. <laughs> then we're going to pray. Then we give the title. OK, the problem is that we have an enemy who is always looking to trip us up. You know, there's some things that the devil can't stop. You know, there's certain things he can't stop uh, you from getting. However, if you're doing certain sinful actions, then he still has a back door to your life. You know what I'm saying? Like He has a back door to, to mess up the things that the Lord gave you. So it's like, hey, I've been waiting for this blessing oh so long, and now you finally get it, but... Because you're walking in sin and choosing disobedience and idolatry, the, 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 the devil has an inroads into your life. And, it's, you know, he's going to mess up everything. So what was a blessing is going to end up being a curse. OK, so I just want to say that first. Now, some of you this message may not apply to, at least not yet. Right. Hopefully, it never has to apply to you. Now, you always keep walking with the Lord and being upright before Him. But for some of you listening, this message is going to prick you and convict you because you're walking in this thing right now, right? And 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 you're uh, trusting in your relationship with the Lord and thinking that it's all good because certain good things are happening to you don't be deceived, right? That doesn't mean, hey, I got good things. That means I'm in obedience. No, it doesn't mean that at all. Sometimes it does, other times it doesn't. So I pray that you would have an ear to hear what thus says the Lord. Okay, on that note, let's go ahead and pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you this day for the spirit of conviction, God, the spirit of adoption with whom we we cry out to you, Abba, Father. God, the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead, you sent Holy Spirit down to help us and also to convict us, oh God, of our sins. The Holy Ghost is the one who convicts of sin. Any preacher can give the word, but we can't convict people of their sin. Only you can do that, Master, and that is through your great and powerful spirit. So I pray that today that this message would come and that as it comes, even before it comes, Holy Spirit, that you have already gone out to all the brothers and sisters that are going to hear this word and that you are going to convict their hearts and trouble them, God, when they receive this word. That it won't just be able to be brushed off and, 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 and left and thrown by the wayside and ignored, God, but but let it get deep inside of your people, God, and embed itself there and take root and grow, God, that they might repent. Don't give them rest, God. Don't give them rest, God. One last time, don't give them rest, God. Trouble them about this thing, God, that they won't be able to let it go, God, until they turn and repent, and, and, and at least open up their ears and, and, and hear what you're telling them, God, because a lot of them are running right now and they don't want to hear what you're telling them. They just want what they want. And God, you said that uh, your spirit and our flesh are violently opposed to one another. That's why we cannot do what we want to do. So you tell us there point blank in the Bible. Okay, Father, we thank you for your grace and your mercy. Father, I pray that you would use me to speak this message. Do not help me please to do it, but do it through me. I offer myself willingly and excitedly to allow you to do these things uh, in our lives. Thank you so much. We love you and we thank you in Jesus name and we consider it done. Amen. 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 All right. So the title for this message is come out from among them. Come out from among them. Now, I don't know if you've noticed, but in the last, I think, two or even three messages, the, the message or the theme that the Holy Spirit keeps bringing up is one of separation, right? Where, where the Lord is, he's, he's drawing the line in the sand, so to speak. So whereas the lines were blurred in some people's minds, those that are calling themselves serving the Lord and clearly those that are not and want nothing to do with the Lord. See, the lines aren't going to be blurred much longer because the Lord is making a clear dividing line and everybody's going to be able to see very clearly, hey, these people serve the Lord or those people do not serve the Lord. Even unsaved people will be able to look and see clearly, wow, that person said they was a Christian. I ain't even a Christian, but I know that ain't right because those that are doing righteousness, as the Lord said, they're going to continue to do righteousness. We're we're going to get closer and closer to the Lord and have an ever stronger desire for righteousness. See, when the conviction comes, we don't fight the conviction. We don't stick our head in the sand and say, no, 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 that ain't it. Conviction comes. We're like, hey, is that me? You know, Lord, let me let me stop right now. Let me pump the brakes right now. <laughs> Just in case this is me. Let me check with you. OK, but on the flip side, those that are doing evil, even if they they think they're not doing evil. But if they're doing evil in the sight of the Lord and if they've been clamoring and and, and fighting and protecting the sinful things that they've been doing, those people are going to get deeper and deeper and deeper into those sins. It doesn't mean that they're going to be destroyed and lost forever. It doesn't mean that the Lord's not going to be merciful and won't keep calling out to his children to get them to repent. God, our God is a merciful God. And by God, I mean the heavenly father. I mean, I mean his son, Jesus Christ. I mean the Holy Spirit of God. God is a merciful God, he loves his children. He loves us. He doesn't want us to be destroyed. So if we are, quote unquote, hell bent on sinning and doing what we want to do, you know, the Lord will keep trying to get our attention at some point. It it, it, you know, it's always a choice that we have, whether we're going to repent and and obey and humble ourselves or whether we're going to keep going okay look in Deuteronomy 28 and you see how merciful God is when you look at the curses some people say oh look at all of those curses what a mean god no 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 my friend <laughs> au contraire mon frère right it's just the opposite you know there's the list of blessings which are amazing blessings and then you look at the list of curses which is almost double maybe even almost triple the length of of the blessing list. Why is that? Because God is rich in mercy. God has no desire to see anyone destroyed, let alone his children. So he's giving people grace, 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 time, time, time to repent and get it right. So they're not destroyed. But at some point, if they keep blowing them off and they keep Uh, persisting in chasing wickedness. They are going to get the fruits that come along with that wickedness, which is death. Okay. Now moving along. So our primary scripture for today comes from second Corinthians six, 17 and 18. And it says, wherefore come out from among them and be ye separate saith the Lord and touch not the unclean thing. And I will receive you and will be a father unto you. And ye shall be my sons and daughters, saith the Lord Almighty. Now, look at this thing here, this line right here, which jumps out to me. It says, and touch not the unclean thing. What is an unclean thing? Well, uh, very simply put, an unclean thing is anything that the Lord says is an unclean thing. It doesn't matter if you or I say this thing is clean. This thing is good, right? A perfect example of that, because it works both ways. Remember in the New Testament when (laughs) Peter had that Peter had that dream or that vision. And and in the dream, it said it said uh, kill Peter, eat. Right. It was certain animals. And Peter said, basically, no, 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 I'm not eating those things like those are unclean. I'm not going to eat an unclean thing. And the Lord said, basically, right, who are you to call? Unclean. What I said is clean. So it's it works both ways. If the Lord says something is clean, it's clean. It doesn't matter if you say it's unclean. And if the Lord deems something unclean, then same way. It doesn't matter how you and I feel about it. If we say that thing is clean to me, that don't mean nothing. God chooses what is clean and what is unclean in his sight. And this world is an unclean thing. We're called to come out from among them, come out from among Babylon, come out from amongst the world system. We should not be doing the same things that the world is doing. And calling it good and calling it holy and saying that it's a Christian thing. Don't you know that as Christians, we are called by God to judge between what is holy and what is unholy. What is unclean and what is clean? You think I'm making this up? Leviticus 10:10 says, right? And that ye may put difference between holy and unholy and between unclean and clean. In other words, you need to be able to differentiate between what is holy and what is unholy. Between what is unclean and what is clean. God puts that on you. Well, whoa, hold on now, bro. Mike, what do, you, what do you mean God's going to put that on me? Hold on now. And he should put it on you. He should put it on me. Why? Because he's given us his Bible. He's given us his words and he's given his son. He's given his spirit. Father has given everything so we can look around and clearly see in the Bible. We can clearly see God's character what God stands for in other words what God is going to support what God is going to back and what he is not going to support and what he is not going to back in fact what he will never support he will never back one thing you can be sure of is this The Lord is never going to support witchcraft. He's never going to support idolatry. He's never going to support rebelliousness or pride or arrogance or greed. See, anything that is a sin, the Lord is not supporting that. And if you're doing these practices, he said, touch not the unclean thing. So when the people came into the land, you know, in the Old Testament, God warned them already. Hey, you're going into this land, a land flowing milk and honey. Don't be like these people. Right. (laughs) Don't don't be like these people. Matter of fact, here is Deuteronomy 18, nine. Right. It says when thou art come into the land, which the Lord thy God giveth thee, thou shalt not learn to do after the abominations of those nations. These nations were ungodly nations. They had practices which essentially was tantamount to divining spirits or working with other spirits that was not God's Holy Spirit. These were unclean spirits and and therefore consulting with, working with, allowing these unclean spirits to work through you. It makes you unclean. And God's people didn't know anything about that. So, they would have to learn this thing. God said, don't learn when you go into the place where I'm giving you. Hey, I promised you this thing. I blessed you with this thing. Now you there. Now that you're there. Hey, don't learn to do the stuff these, that I call abominable. Don't be doing this stuff. No energy healings. I'm just going to call this out. Right. If it if, if you did not see Jesus Christ do it. If it is not in the Bible, if there's no scripture, if there's no teaching on it, don't be doing it. God said, don't learn this stuff. Don't learn these things. Oh, I can manifest. You've heard me talk about this many times. Oh, I'm going to manifest this thing. People are talking about manifest. First of all, the word came out of the Bible, but they took it as the devil always does and reappropriated what it means. So now people are talking about manifesting stuff. People that are calling themselves Christians, they're going along with the flow of the world. They look just like the world. You can't tell the difference between a Christian and a worldly person. Why? Because they are doing the same stuff. Whoa, you manifested a million dollars, sister. Yeah, I'm a manifest a million dollars myself. And these are things where they're saying they're not even going to the Lord. They're not going to God. They're saying they have the power to control the universe and that it's going to make them have these things that they are saying. Can you not see that as a wicked thing? It has nothing to do with the Lord. Right. Reiki and Ki Jong and all these other things. They have nothing to do with the Lord. They ain't going to the father to get their power. They ain't never said they were. These are ancient practices. From, from Asia, from Chinese, who has multiple, multiple gods. They believe in all types of things that are not in the Bible. It's not in alignment, but God's people are out there doing the same things as the world's people. And so the Lord has to say from time to time, hey, come out from there, come out from there, right? And so basically what you have is you have Christians. They, they really are God's people, but they're trying to get the best of both worlds. They know what God's holy scripture says. They know that they're supposed to deny themselves. They know they're supposed to refrain. They know they're not supposed to learn these things. But, oh, you know, I got grace. God will forgive me. They may not say it consciously, but it's in there. And so they keep choosing to go after this other stuff. Why? Because I want to do X, Y, and Z. I want to learn how to do that. I want to go get this. I want to get that. You know, once I get it, then I can repent. hmm That is a very dangerous practice because you don't know when your time is coming up. You don't know. And if you're really honest with yourself, how for some of you, how long has the Lord been telling you? Stop doing this. Stop doing this. Stop doing this. See, at some point, even in Deuteronomy 28, it talks about at a particular point, the man is broken. Right. At some point, that disobedience is going to break you, is going to break you. You're going to lose everything that you had because, well, God was merciful. But the devil is not. And he's come to kill, steal and destroy. So just because you got something right now doesn't mean, you know, it's not going to turn into a bittersweet thing in your life because there's disobedience. You, you can't be of two minds. You can't be like, yeah, I serve the Lord. The Lord is with me. Now I'm going to go over here and do this exact same thing that these ancient Buddha monks have been doing for thousands of years. Hello? Oh, these are the divine teachings of, of these of these particular monks in Asia. Uh, OK, yes, you can trace it back thousands of years. OK, when did Jesus ever do that? Show me in the Bible where Jesus did that. Jesus gave thanks to the Father before he did miracles. He said it was by the Holy Spirit. God gave him the power to do it. He he wasn't doing the stuff these ancient monks were doing. That is satanic. It's satanic. It is demonic. It is ungodly, and it's going to lead to trouble for you and your family, Christian. Christian, remember that. The Bible says in 1 Kings 18, 21, and Elijah came unto all the people and said, how long halt ye between two opinions? If the Lord be God, follow him. But if Baal, then follow him. And the people answered him, not a word. Why did they not answer him a word? Because. The word of God was coming to challenge what they had been doing and what they really wanted to do. So their hearts were convicted. They didn't say nothing. And for some of you, as this word comes across to you, you're not saying nothing. You, you know, when my dog does certain things, not trying to, you know, <laughs> not trying to liken you to a dog. I'm just saying there's certain things that our dog Bo does. Right. And he knows he shouldn't be doing it. And we'll turn to look at him and he's got his head kind of down low and he's looking at us. And, you know, the dog knows he did wrong. Wow. So if a dog knows that it did wrong. Come on. And he don't even got the Holy Ghost in him. You cannot tell me and you're not going to be able to stand before the Lord and say, God, I didn't know. Like the Holy Ghost would not tell you, brother, sister or son, daughter, you are in sin. You are walking into sin. The Lord would most definitely tell you because he loves you. He's a God of covenant with you and he is going to tell you he's going to tell you. Right. But it's up to you and I to listen to him. If you don't want to listen to him. You know what? What can you do? So again, I'm reading this one more time. First Kings eighteen twenty one, and Elijah. Oh, excuse me. And Elijah came unto all the people and said, "How long halt ye between two opinions? If the Lord be God, follow Him. But if Baal, then follow Him." And the people answered him not a word. So you can look in the Bible and you can clearly see. What God said, don't do. But just in case you say, well, I didn't see it in the Bible. You know, the the Holy Ghost sent me to tell you today. Right. And I write all of this stuff down before I say it. So it took me a while to write all of these scriptures down. But he loves you and I love you. So I did it. Okay, Galatians five verses 19 through 21. Now, the works of the flesh are manifest, which are these adultery fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulations, wrath, strife, seditions, heresies, envyings, murder, drunkenness, revilings, and such like, of the which I tell you before, as I have also told you in time past, that they which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. So there's all of these things. It's right there in the Bible. Now, maybe, you know, sometimes people say, well, that was Old Testament. You know, this is, you know, we follow. We only follow the New Testament. OK, well, that list came from the New Testament. Hello. This is Galatians. <laughs> this is Galatians. So God, this, his message is the same throughout. He tells you, don't touch these things. Come out from amongst them. Don't touch the unclean thing. Don't learn the ways of the abominations of these nations. Don't learn them. It's point blank. But the problem is. People want to do what they want to do, right? And that's that's part of human nature. Humans want to do what we want to do. And it takes a real love for Christ to say, you know what? I'm not going to do that. That's when that's really when you see how much you love the Lord. The Lord already knows exactly how much you love him. And many times it ain't nowhere near as much as you're confessing to him and to yourself. And so the Lord oftentimes will allow you in a situation and then he'll point out things to you. And then you get to see. Oh, I really didn't love the Lord as much as I thought I did because I chose this thing or I chose that person. Oh, I really wanted a wife. I I chose to. I chose going out and getting me a woman over the Lord. Oh, I really wanted a husband. So I chose this man uh, uh, over, over, over the Lord and the things God was saying to me. So it's like, you know, I chose this thing, whatever it is. I wanted to do this thing. And so I chose that over God. That is always Always a recipe for disaster. But you know, the Lord is merciful. Amen. We serve a merciful God who is rich in mercy. Ephesians 2 verses 4 and 5 says, But God, who is rich in mercy for his great love, wherewith he loved us, even when we were dead in sins, hath quickened us together with Christ. By grace ye are saved. Many people take this out of context. It doesn't mean that you can just keep sinning and doing whatever you want because I have ultimate grace. I can just, I can just do whatever I want to do. No, you will be destroyed. <laughs> do not do that, okay? God is saying he has mercy for you. Even though you did x y and z, come on back to him, he'll be merciful. He'll protect you and deliver you from these things because you're in Christ. You know, now you're a part of his family. Through Christ, you know, by grace you've been saved. You're a part of his family. Come on, now stop. Stop doing the sinful things and the wicked things you're doing. Repent right? and go back to your first love. The Bible says in 1 John verse 1 through 9. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. There is right there. So it can be a scary thing sometimes when the Lord is telling you something that's going to lead to wrath on you. It's a scary thing. I know because I've been through it, but I learned over time. You know what? It is a scary thing, but. God is a merciful. God is a scary God because he's all powerful. But God is so rich in love and kindness and mercy. He'll he'll allow you to come before him and own up to the sin you did and just confess it. Yes, I have done evil. Lord, I have done wickedness. You did tell me not to do that. And I did it anyway because I wanted to do it. Just be honest and own it. And the Bible tells you it's a promise. Let me read that again. It's a promise. First John one through one and nine. If we confess our sins, if so, the onus is on you and me. God ain't gonna make you do it. It's on you. It's on me. If we confess our sins, there it is right there. What is your sin? Don't sugarcoat it. Don't make excuses. One thing, my wife, Angela, it's a pet peeve of hers, right? If I do something, <laughs> if, I, if I do something, or I mess something up. Many times I'll be like, you know, I might make a joke about it or whatnot. Right. But at some point she's like, babe, you know, I need you to just own it. Right. Tell, say that you did this thing. Right. And say you sorry. It's just that simple. Oh, man, you know, I'm cut to the heart. Right. Oh, you're so right. You're so right. It's the same thing. That's how that's how the Lord is. He wants us to own that thing. Don't try and cover it up. Don't try and, uh, you know, uh, sugarcoat it and make it seem less than it is. It is what it is. God can clearly see it. And you know what? So can the devil. As long as you're doing those sinful things, you have holes in your force field, so to speak. You know, God has a hedge of protection around you. When you're when you're walking up things just bounce off of it. Bing, 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 bing. When you're in sin and in rebellion, you got holes all in that thing. There's still a hedge, but guess what? Eh, yeah, it's not solid anymore because you allowed, you allowed sin to open up doors and, and potholes, and you know what I'm saying? And that imagine a window that's closed and it's sealed up. Even if you got a screen over the window, if, if you start punching holes and cutting holes in the window, the flies are gonna come in. The ants will come in and every other creepy, crawly thing that wants to fly and get in your house. It's going to come in. It's the same way in the spirit. But when you go to God and you confess your sins, the Bible says he is faithful. And in other words, he's faithful. He doesn't change. This is who he is. This is how he is. No matter what the devil untold you, no matter what other people untold you, no matter what your own imagination untold you, this is who God is. He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins. So he's just, what's that mean? He's justified to forgive you because according to his law, hey, yeah, you broke his law and you should die. I should die. But he gave us this opportunity to confess our sins and repent. So when he forgives us, he is just in doing that. And not only that, but it also says that he will cleanse us from all unrighteousness. He just wiped it out. He just wiped it out. So you don't have to keep bringing it up in your mind over and over. And when the devil tries to bring it up or somebody else tries to bring it up, well, now if you did hurt somebody, they might bring it up. Don't just blow it off and be like, that's under the blood, that's under the blood. No, you hurt somebody, you need to own that, right? And bring forth healing. Apologize to them, confess and own exactly what you did. Take them before the Lord and pray over them. Before the Lord, ask for healing because you did do that thing and you hurt them. Okay, since you are the one that caused the hurt, then you are the one that needs to bring them back to the Lord and pray over them. Very simple. And if you can't get to that person, then just take it before the Lord anyway in prayer. Amen. Okay, coming to a close. So after all of those things, you know, the Lord paints the picture. He tells you, here's the, the list of wicked things that I, I hate. I despise. Don't do these things. Come out from amongst them. He shows you that. But then he shows you his goodness on the other side. Like, hey, yeah, you've done all of these wicked things, but I am rich in mercy. Right? He's letting you know he's faithful. He'll forgive you. He'll cleanse you from all unrighteousness. So now after you see the whole picture Then you get to choose. You get to choose. Right. Christianity is always about making choices. Even if you did. There have been things where I spent money and then I realized, oh, you know, the Lord convicted me on certain things. And I, of course, I wanted the money back. I wanted the money back, but I couldn't get it back. Why? Because I spent it on something wicked. It's just gone. I ain't getting that money back. You know what I'm saying? I forfeit that. Just it got burned up in the fire with the idol. Right. Let it go. Don't expect I'm going to hold on to this thing. No, it's gone. It's just gone. Okay, but (laughs) at least you've been saved. Amen. What does it profit a man to gain the whole world only to lose his soul? And so with that now, the onus on you, brothers and sisters, onus on me to choose. Joshua 24, verse 15 says, and if it seem evil unto you to serve the Lord, choose you this day whom you will serve, whether the gods which your fathers served that were on the other side of the flood or the gods of the Ammonites in whose land ye dwell. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Joshua put it point blank. Here's your choice. God is a God of individuality. Maybe that's not the best word, but He's a God of personal responsibility and accountability, right? What what somebody else does is not accounted to you. You know, how how are you going to respond to the Lord today as this message comes to you? How are you going to respond? As for me, the Lord put it in my heart to say these things, so I said it. Okay. I did what He called me to do, I'm, I'm obedient. Now the word comes to you. What are you going to do as your heart gets pricked over this message? Are you going to choose to humble yourself, submit before the Lord and repent of those things? Or, and it's only two choices, that's it. Are you going to choose to receive the word, humble yourself and repent, confess, repent, all those things? Or are you going to choose to be prideful and reject the word? And do and continue to do what you want to do. The choice is on you. Okay, that's it. That is it. I really hope that everyone that uh, needed to hear this message received it in their heart and that they choose to submit themselves before the Lord and repent. All right. Remember, the Lord loves you and I love you with the love of the Lord. I'm rooting for you. I want you to win. I want you to win. And you know your father and your Lord and the Holy Spirit, even the holy angels. You have a great cloud of witnesses that are rooting for you. They want you to win. We want you to win. Okay, make the right choices. Make the right choice and choose the Lord. Okay, and on that note, that's it. Remember to always submit yourself unto God first, then resist the devil and he will flee from you. Until next time, aloha and be blessed.